Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Uh, reminders in the road of life. Reminders. Because that's what I was getting, and that's all I'm going to show you. I'm not going to be theological today, or I'm not going to be. I want to just release what God put in me and what God spoke to me in this trip. And there was a few days before my trip, I was just feeling burdened. Or you, you find it, I'm doing ministry, but I'll be honest, there's times that I'm going, is this what you want? Am I, am I compromising what you've done? I ask God all the time. I'm like, I don't want to compromise. I don't. I compromise for so long. I need to be what you've called me to be. You know, when I say compromise, I'm not talking about compromising with the world. I'm talking about compromising with the church. Because sometimes Christians don't understand. So then I'm like, well, what if they find out that I do march and parades or that I go into the club and that I go into the bar? I don't care. Because at the end of the day, the church didn't come for me. And that's where I will always stand. I was like, Jesus came for me, so I shall go. I made a covenant with God when God encountered me and took me to the glory. It's not just, I'm not trying to fill my mind. That's done. I'm trying to fill my spirit. And it's already filled. So it overflows. And then you know when you see people's identities and you see the hurting, but you see something else. You're like, oh. We were literally in Six Flags. And I don't know, but the Holy Spirit came over me in the water park. And I just prophesied to, like, every lifeguard. I was just, and it was funny because I'm just like this. I'm turned 43, and I'm like, we went to one water park in the kids' section, right? The kids' section always looks so fun. And I'm like, do they like grown-ups slide down the kids' slide? They're like, no. But then we went to another water park, and it was empty. I'm like, do you like grown-ups slide? They're like, yeah, there's nobody here. It's like, yes. I literally... Right, Frankie? We did, like, every single child slide in that place. And it's funny because I get up there and I'm like, before I go down the slide, thus says the Lord. And they're just like. And I just release the word of the Lord. And, and then I'm like, I'm never going to see you here again, but I'll see you at the table. <laughs> you know? And I know they're like, who was that? You know? And I know that I'm just becoming, there once was a man. And that's all I care about. I don't care that people don't know my name. I don't. I care that they know his name. And then I'm, because that's all they're going to remember. And it, people cried. They're just like, oh, I needed to hear that. You know, over and over. And I'm like, this is me. This is what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. Is just sporadically pop up in a person's life and then be out. You don't get, you don't get persecuted that way. They're in shock. They're just like. You leave them with their mouth open and you go. By the time they react, they're gone. His name is Jesus and you keep going. And as we were going on this trip, you know, I was just asking God questions because I don't want to compromise my relationship with him. For too many years, I compromised my relationship with God, my obedience to God because of people. Well, you can't say that or you can't do this or you can't sing that or you're too happy or you're too excited or you speak too many tongues or you shut and you shout and you jump and you... Tone it down. Calm down. Stop this. Stop that. And but then when I was taken to glory, there's only freedom. You know. As a matter of fact, last night I had a dream that Jesus threw me uh, threw me a surprise birthday party in heaven. Uh, amazing. 
I thought I won. I was like, I run my, I didn't even, I woke up and I was like, no. But I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. It was an amazing dream. Amazing dream. Amazing, 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 amazing. And I get it, you know, and it just excites me, makes me happy. Even when we go through the trials of life, I find hope in that. And then I bring in that with me to earth and I live from that place. And as we were um, driving, we could start with the first one. It's right when we took off. You know, I just see this, right? This is, you're just going to see how I see, and I'm just going to explain it. But there's word of the Lord. Because I don't believe there's coincidence. Why, why is there a roofing company, and then there's like John 6, 47, like, right? Is it like... At least if it would be a scripture about Jesus building something, you know, Jesus is the cornerstone or Jesus was a carpenter. It would make sense, right? And then you see the little bubble, which is like comic books. Um, then it would, you know, like comic books, when a person's speaking, it points to their head. I don't know if you remember being a kid reading comics. I don't know why it's coming up like that, but <laughs> whatever. Um, but it says, I speak to you living truth. Unite your heart to me and believe, and you will experience eternal life. Those are the words of Jesus. That's Jesus speaking. That doesn't even go with that sign. You know, it just doesn't go. And we're on the highway, and I'm talking to God, and it's just like, he's driving, and I'm just like having conversations in my mind with God. And then he's like, I speak to you. First of all, I speak to you. And he just doesn't speak lies. He doesn't speak garbage. He doesn't gossip. He speaks living truth. What he reveals to us is about us. Even we'll look around in this physical realm, it doesn't make sense. We could look at our issues, our struggles. We could look at our finances. We could look at our family. And it doesn't make sense. But then he comes and he speaks living truth. It's not just the truth. Well, you're a mess up. That's not living truth. That's that truth. That's your past. That's your brokenness. The living truth is that you're healed, that you're restored, that your children will serve the Lord, that your children will proclaim the name of the Lord, and that your generations are blessed, and that your ancestors are blessed, and that no word that comes out of God's mouth will turn back empty, but everything that he speaks in its time and its season, it will bear fruit. That's living truth. You know? He says, unite your heart to me and believe. And you will experience eternal life. He, he's not talking about eternal life future. You get to experience eternal life now. Because no longer you live, but Christ lives in you. So we get to taste eternity already. We get to rejoice in things. And those are the things that ear has not heard. Those are the things that eye has not seen. Those are the thoughts that you've never thought of. Because he changes the way you perceive. He changes the way you hear. He changes the way you think. Right? And it's just like, I had the Bible. I was raised in, I was born in the church as a kid and never saw it like that. Never. I never heard them preach it like that. It was always laws and regulations. You have to, you have to, you have to. But for some reason, you can't even fulfill it. You can't. And I realized I can't fulfill it. And then I had my Jesus encounter. And then I'm like, but it was fulfilled. It's been fulfilled, and all I got to do is believe him and don't believe all these bunch of liars. Every man is a lie, and only God is the truth. And when we understand that, we're just like, I'm just going to focus on my Lord, you know? And we get to experience eternal life.
not one day, but now. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ. So why are we waiting? Why are we waiting to experience life? Why are we waiting to experience joy? Why were we waiting to experience peace? Why are we waiting to experience healing? All we got to do is unite our heart with his. We become one. We become one. We're just one with him. Our hearts are whole. So that was the first one. And then the next one. And there were more. There were so many more, and I just didn't get to capture them on time. We were on the road, and I'm like, did you just see that scripture right there? You know, um, you could go to the next. We, I ended up going to this amazing place. This is the first place God told me to go to, which was, um, it's called Fred Sims Chapel or Pretty Place Chapel. Um, if you've never been there, you should go. If you've never gone to a mountain and worship, do it. You know, sometimes people wonder, why am I free on the altar? Because I'm free out there. It's because I'm free out there. See, a lot of people are coming to church to have encounters with Jesus in church. But Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit. When you go to the wilderness, you encounter God in a way that no man can teach you. Your eyes are open. As we were up there, I'm telling you, the sun started rising and there was people there. A lot, I thought I went, we got about 4.30 in the morning, drove up the mountain in the darkness, which is scary. I'm not going to, and it was, it was the journey, like this zigzagging roads and up and down. And I'm like, why are we doing this, right? I was so scared. I'm like, I mean, I, you're, you're like, see a clip, like you're falling down right there. If you, you've just gone over a little bit, we're down. And it's, but faith is leading you to this place. It will challenge you, Right? It has bumps, ups, and downs, but, but hold on and make it. If God said you're going to go somewhere, then hold on, believe, and it doesn't matter the challenge that you're presented with. Keep going forward. As we got there, just so many people, but when you enter and you just, like, see that, that it's open, like, all this is open into this mountain. It's just like we sat there for hours, and everybody left because God gave me a vision that I was going to sing there. So I waited till everybody leave because I was going to sing. And I, I went over this wall. There's this cliff, like a big rock. And you just sat there. And I just sang to him. But when the sun was rising, people were talking. But the moment the sun just started coming right over the mountains, the silence that overtook that place. And I was just watching. And I'm like, why? Why are they silent? Right? there's something so majestic about it i've seen it in the ocean right i love going to the ocean and seeing the sunrise but being on the mountain and seeing the light just like it's dark and then you see the light overtaking everything i mean it's just like it just for me reveal his coming it reveal what he does in our own lives when he rises within us and just the darkness has to flee there's no battle i didn't see the darkness fighting run because the light has come you know and, and, and all the way in the back, these people started singing Amazing Grace. Yeah, I'll, I could show you guys a video later. And the stillness of God, just, just stillness. It was glorious. You know, and then as we're entering, and it says, I will lift my eyes up to the hills. You know, and being there and looking at it, then you understand. 
You understand? Because you're staring at the heavens. Because you realize your help doesn't come from earth. Your help comes from the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. And in the Psalms, um, in the Passion Translations, it says, I look up to the mountains and hills, longing for God's help. But then I realize that our true help and protection is only from the Lord, our creator who made the heavens and the earth. And standing at that place, you just see how, you just see the, the, it's like two different dimensions, you know. You have like earth, and then you're looking at the open heavens. And it's just like, wow, this, this, this you did this. You did. Sometimes we're in the lower place, we can't see. But when you go to the high place, and you look down, everything looks really small. Everything looks tiny. You've been, you couldn't even see the roads from up there. I'm like, but there's no roads. There's no people. You couldn't see not a one. It was so high up that all you see was nature. Worshipping the birds. And then at that moment, as the sun was rising and they were singing Amazing Grace, the, the wind just started blowing. and But the trees were loud. And I'm just like, wow. It's just like his spirit blowing and everything's just worshipping the Lord, you know. And I feel like this is such a message of encouragement. Because I feel like that's what God was doing with me on this trip then we could go to the next picture we went all the way to um we went all the way to uh, north carolina Asheville, and that's where we were at this we were i was trying to watch the service online but the sound wasn't working but we were still it was crazy because you guys were here worshiping and we were sitting at uh it was called the jerusalem garden cafe so it was just awesome to be sitting there and felt like I was just in Jerusalem with the Lord. <laughs> Even though it was, but it was really decorated like Jerusalem, I think, because I'd never been there. But it looked like a tent inside. They had, like, blankets and the ceiling and, and the walls. And, um, but before we went in there, I, my, I've been, this leg's been hurting me. So I end up sitting there because my leg is hurting. And Frankie turns around, and Frankie sees the word of the Lord over my head. Right up there, you see it? It says, peace. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. You know, and I didn't know that was there. I just sat there because my leg was hurting. And then he's like, oh, my God, there's a word of the Lord over your head. And I'm like, where? Hey, I didn't even see it. He took a picture of it, and I saw it in the picture. And in the, in the Passion Translation, it says, perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you. They confidently trust in you. And, you know, even at that moment, my leg was hurting. And I was like, God, Lord, what am I going to do with this leg? It keeps hurting. And God's like, peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, that's what we need. When you're going through pain, when you're going through trials, when you're going through insecurity. Even when you get tired of, like, the system. Because I know people get tired of the system. We get tired of, we don't understand. Sometimes, why do we have to keep gathering? Or why do we do this? Why do we do that? Peace. Just peace that surpasses all understanding. Because there is a delight. The Bible says there is, it's beautiful. See how beautiful it is when the brothers gather together in unity, right? And in one accord. For there God sends blessings and eternal life. Because we all have eternal life. We, we individually connect our hearts, like the first scripture, to God. So there's this one connection. But then there's something else. You know, you have like one flower, right? But most people don't buy just one flower. When you're going to give a gift, you get a bouquet 
of, which is a bunch of flowers, different flowers together. And there's something, I see the church as a bouquet. We're all individual flowers. And God loves every individual flower so much. But there's something when the bouquet comes together. There's a different fragrance because there's all these different perfumes that come together. There's a different form of worship when we come together. And I know sometimes in the human way we don't understand it, but it's still a coming together. Even when we come to church, we can't look at church through earthly eyes. We have to look at church through spiritual kingdom eyes. Because what are we going to do in the kingdom? We're going to be together. Get ready. Sleep over. <laughs> it's an eternal sleepover. Um, but we're going to be together. And not just us. I, I, I don't even think we're going to be that together. I think we're going to be like mixed in the crowd, just meeting others, you know. But heaven is a family. And that's what we, we, we do, like all these little churches on earth. It's all these little families. But knowing that all these little families, it's almost like apples that fell from the tree, you know, but everything's going to go back. So I feel like we're all just going back into that place of one family. But even here on earth, we're building this family. And sometimes the enemy wants to come against that. And he wants to discourage you from coming to church. It's not being religious. It's lifting each other up. It, when, when, when you're weak, you lift each other up. When I was in college, I joined a fraternity. And it's very boot camp. And we had to lock up. And we had to, like, lock arms. And, and we hit lock legs so they can't separate our group. And this group has to work really hard at sticking together while all the other brothers are trying to break our unity. And, and I see that happening in, in the church world, in our own lives, where the resistance comes and the, the discouragement comes and the doubt comes. And it's the enemy just trying to pull us apart. Because we used to say something when we're together, we're only as strong as our weakest link, right? And the church is only as strong as our weakest link. We need one another, and we build each other up. We hold each other up. We, when we're going to go through trials, but the funny thing is we don't all go through the trials at the same time. You know, some are down, and then the ones that are down, the other ones pick them up. Just like in the fraternity, we lock them up and keep them up. Even when some guys are like, I can't do this no more. Get up. You're my line, brother. I'm not giving up on you. You know, and that's how we need to be. You're my Christ brother. You're my Christ sister. I'm not giving up on you. Get up. You're going to do it. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to cry. It's okay to fall on your knees. Well, I'm going to pick up my shield and cover you while you recover. I'll fight for you because you're wounded, but you're not going to die. You're not going to die. And we need to look at church that way. No, we, were, we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. We all come from different places. Why would God pick all these different people and put them here in South Tampa where we didn't even, this was given to the resting place. And then I was placed here and I'm, I was like, really? I don't think, you know, but it was God. And God's just building this team for a reason to lift each other up. Because then as we build each other up, we're learning. We're only learning because one day God's going to launch us into different places to continue impacting the world, to continue impacting lives. That's what the Lord is doing. So keep your mind in him. When the trials come, it's, I'm telling you, I, I have my journal, my heaven drawings. I have my poetry. When I'm going through the worst of the worst, I'll lock the door to my room, and I go to my moments. And I'm telling you, oh, give me five minutes. I'm done. It's over. 
I'm like, oh, I remember that time that you took me to the glory and we did this and we went dipping in the rivers. And then all of a sudden, I'm back to normal. It doesn't make sense to people. But praise God. I don't need to make sense. I know he takes me to the glory and I want him to keep taking me to the glory. Because that's where I'm being fed. And that's where I get energy to continue running this race. Amen. Then Psalm 23 appeared. We were walking through a garden. And I laid down. I laid down. There was like a spiral. So I laid down to take a picture of the spiral. And then this block was to my left. And it was the Lord. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lay down. Which is funny because I was literally laying down. (laughs) Um, He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And then I love the Passion Translation. I'm just not old English. (laughs) I I think I started understanding the Bible more when I was reading like Passion. I'm like, it makes sense now. (laughs) But it says Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place. He's offered us a resting place, literally, (laughs) for me in his luxurious love. And mentioning that, you know, we gather on Tuesdays, and we don't have church. We soak. We soak in his glory, and we pray, and we just drop it like it's hot. And we're just lost in his glory, and you guys should join us because he gave us reading the scripture just ignites that. He has given us. A lot of us were the crazy ones from our old churches. We were the ones that wanted to be in the glory. We wanted to be in the presence. We were the ones always speaking in tongues. We were the always wanting to go to the streets. And they didn't believe us. So God made a team of people, right, that were in love with Jesus. And he's given us a resting place. He's given us a place to come and dwell. Church, doing this is awesome. But sometimes you just want to, I'm a pastor. I just want to be like, look, I just want to sit at his feet. I just want to be like, yes, right here. Zone out and minister from that place. You want to be a powerful minister? Minister from your secret place. Go into a secret place. Go to the rivers with God and then come back and give people to drink. You cannot give people to drink if you don't go to the river. You cannot give people to eat, to eat bread and drink wine if you're not going to the table. But if you're going to the table, if you're getting the bread, if you're getting the wine, then let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His, track, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. You know, and I'm going to go a little bit fast because I know time is faster than me. That <laughs> uh, We'll go to the next picture. Which is, this is when we got to the mountaintop, um, the borderline right between, um, it's called... What was it called, Frankie? Sassafras? I think it was called like Sassafra Mountains, Sassafras Mountains. And it's literally like, you're literally on both states at the same exact time. So I literally got a picture like this. I'm like, I'm time bending. And I'm in, what was it called, dual location? Um, Bi-locational, right? I got in the middle line. I was like, I'm bi-locational right now. And it was just amazing. But it's the highest point. And... You see Tennessee, you see Georgia, you see North Carolina and South Carolina. But as soon as we get there, this brick, the brick was right there, right before you go up the stairs. And it says, for God alone, oh my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. And the passion is, I am standing in absolute stillness, silent before the one I love. 
waiting as long as it takes for him to rescue me. Only God is my Savior, and he will not fail me. Be still and know that I am God. Be, be still. And, and, you know, as he took me up there to that mountain, I was just like, I said, God, every mountain, every waterfall I visit, I'm going to sing. And I found my spot. And I just sang my favorite song. And I'm like, this is what I wanted. This is all I wanted for my birthday was to worship him and, and be out in the wilderness. And it was the spirit leading us. I mean, and it was way up there. But then you're up there. It's scary going up, right? I just understand Moses. It's scary. I don't know why those people didn't go up. I'm going to go, when I get to heaven, why you didn't go up? You all had open invitation to go up to the mountain, but you all chose to be stubborn. And only one went up. They thought it was scary just because it was challenging, just because it looked like a storm, just because it's lightning. Many times we were driving up and it seemed challenging. It seemed scary, but go up because there's something that God is trying to reveal to you. And whatever challenge you're going through, God is calling you up. Because in the midst of that situation, you're going to see the glory of God. You're going to see the Lord. Because I'm sorry, that's the Lord leaving me. I don't care what anybody thinks. I know Papa is leaving me little sticky notes in different places. And I'm like, you know, you ever open your lunch and somebody left you a little love? No. How did you feel in your heart? When I see these things, I don't see somebody trying to convert. Maybe that was their intention. Maybe they're trying to duplicate their religion. Maybe they're trying to shove the word of God. But I also believe when I put messages out there, I do it with all my heart. So who am I to judge those people? Because I believe they do it with all their heart. And when your heart is open to the voice of the Lord, and you know you're in the car, God, how should I do this? And then the answer's right there. And you know it's him. And it's not Abraham was on the donkey. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? It's such a specific, it's always specific scriptures where it's God declaring, God speaking. And you're just like, wow. Because that's who he is and he's not going to fail you. Be still in your mountain. Be still in your wilderness. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be in the desert. I don't want to be in the wilderness. Go. If you read your scriptures, you will know that in the wilderness, in the desert, in the trial, in the tribulation, is where you're going to see the mighty power of God made manifest. This is where you're going to discover your calling and your ministry. It's not going to be when everything's perfect. It's going to be when everybody rejected you. It's going to be when your mom has cancer and you think she's going to die. You're going to see the might of God like you never thought. And it's not going to be something a man can teach you. And it will be the very thing you're going to preach for for the rest of your life. Because I saw it. I saw it in the midst of my storm. Do you think your mom is going to die from cancer to see your mom falling? I lived that seven years ago. And she's alive and she's healed. And it trans It was so scary when God said, you're going to go. And I had to pack my bags and move to New Jersey. It was so painful. It was so scary in 2014. But I saw the faithfulness of God. All I had was a dream, a dream that I heard his voice and he says, go for you will see my glory. I didn't know what that meant, but I went and he healed my heart and he healed my mother. and He healed the relationships of the very people that hurt me. He was placing me in the right spot because he was transforming my heart. And then I was going to learn to love my enemies. And he taught me that. 
No man taught me that. I never heard preachers pre preach that. So don't be afraid of your wilderness. Hold on and know that he is faithful. He's not going to fail you. And then we saw we climbed the mountain and sat down. And literally, I sat down. On, I was tired. We're going up these stairs, up a mountain. I sit down, and I literally sit on Proverbs 4.23. Like, I sit on it. You see, right there. You know, this just can't be made up. But when you're paying attention, I know somebody wrote it. God used a messenger. Why would a person randomly put Proverbs 4.23? Maybe God told them one day a guy named Abraham is going to be coming up these stairs. And he's going to catch that. He's going to sit on that one. And what he says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart. For they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from their fall, uh, flows the wellsprings of life. And then we kept going up, and when we reached the mountaintop, there was uh, the next one. You see Joshua 1.9, which it's so cool that they dated it, because I date everything. And I'm like, wow, this was recently. And it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. Wherever you go. So where is it that you're going? What is it that you're going through? It's painful. It's scary. But he's there. Because he made a promise that wherever you go, he's present. So go through it. Go through it with him. He's walking you through it. He's walking you through it and you're going to see the victory of the Lord. Then a little bit over, right there on the top, right from that one on the same gazebo. It was Psalm 37.4. And you see the little crown and the C? That's Christ. Christ loves you. <laughs> I just see it. I'm just like, oh, thank you, Lord. And he said, um, find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh, and he will give you what you desire most. Find that in him, and you're going to see it. You're going to see the results. And then the, the last, pre-last one, which is the one we all know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And John 3.16 says, For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only, only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. Then the next picture is not a scripture, but it's a message I want to say that I saw. You see, let go. I'll catch you, Jesus. You know, and I feel that God's telling all of you that today. Whatever desert, whatever wilderness, whatever fear you have, whatever it is that you're holding on to, God's telling you, let go. I'm going to catch you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm faithful. He's faithful to you. And then the last one. And I'm done. It's not opening? No, there was another one. Well, anyways, the other one says, um, you can talk to God just like Jesus. And you can talk to God just like Jesus. Jesus said, Father, Father. He always said, Father. And you could call God Father. 
God is your father. God is your healer. God is your lover. You know, and Jesus never doubted God. He knew. He knew the price he had to pay, and he went through it all, knowing that the Father was faithful, knowing that he was only saying what the Father said and doing only what the Father did. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.